This is the EPLOG audio experience. Vivan Shah, son of legendary actors Ratna Pathak and Nasiruddin Shah, has been on stage ever since he was a little child. Every time the story needed a small child to perform on stage, Vivan was chosen to come on stage and deliver. He was forever busy scribbling in his notebooks and nobody knew what he was writing. But when he was a little older, he was ready to adapt legendary writers in the form of a play called Comedy of Horrors, which he also directed. A super achiever, he was a published author at the age of 19. And after several essays, articles in leading publications, Vivan Shah is ready with his second book. Hi Vivan, welcome to our podcast show, Rangabanch. Thank you so much for having me, Bhavna Ji. It's a real pleasure to be here. So, I just want to tell you that I have seen you as a baby. I've seen you as a child. <laughs> I have seen you uh, at Prithvi Cafe eating away the mutton kebabs. Nasir ka play shuru ho jayega. And you're saying, no, one more, one more. So kind. And then finally, Dina Ji looked at me and said, Kya abhi kya kare is bacho ka? Ha 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 ha. मैंने कहा जब तक वो थिएटर देख रहे हैं ना तब तक वो बच्चों के कुछ करने की जरूरत नहीं है वो अपने आप में खिल जाएंगे or not even a year old and i still have total recall somehow over that production i literally remember it vividly as if it was yesterday which is strange as i was not i was an infant at that age but it was just such a it was such a memorable and interesting production it was also the sort of heyday of the the sort of sword and sandal epics that motley used to do in the 90s or later on and rockleys and the lion when i was a little older about 8 or 7 maybe even younger about 6 or 7 years old but it was the earliest memories i have of theater are in fact funnily enough of ncpa uh, more than yeah. prithvi prithvi is a little later prithvi is probably yeah. The, about the age of four or five, but the really early days, the sort of practically in memories of like uh, being a year old or being practically an infant uh, backstage and in in the sort of the atmosphere of the NCPA, I still somehow recall those sensations very vividly, which is which is very. So your mother would just wrap you up in a basket and take you and. Yeah. Uh... Literally, do her literally. work, and you were hanging out there listening to everything that was happening. Yes. Let me tell you. Yeah. That her mother did the same with her. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, I was listening to your episode that you you all did together, and you all were speaking about that. She was talking about the the Gujarati plays of her of her childhood yeah. that she used to go to, yes. and she used to be backstage most of the times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And 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 uh, in fact, funnily enough, the the there's a great story about how when I was a, a child, when I was a baby, and there was a show of Julius Caesar going on, and when Akash Khurana, who was playing Julius Caesar, came on to stage as Julius Caesar, apparently I shouted from the audience, "Ganpati Bappa Moria!" <laughs> as soon as he entered. <laughs> uh, 
then and apparently the whole audience cracked up and i was taken away quietly <laughs> in the middle of the show what made you do that I what did you do that as soon as julius caesar ki entry hui to maine chilla liya audience se ganpati bappa moria my acha aur okay. uh, then when did you become proper conscious of it like uh, became... this is a stage this is a this or when did you start really uh, kind of acting on stage i think the first one i probably was in the crowd in julius caesar but the first one for which i actually consciously knew that i was acting in it was androcles and the lion which was probably about the age of 5 or 6 or so and at that age uh, i genuinely consciously knew that i'm my that i'm required that this function of mine as an actor is required for this play and which is why i had to pay attention and this is it is not kiddy time <laughs> you can't fool around you have to pay attention during rehearsal and you you have to be like the adults and so that was the first time and also this other play which we did after that called mahatma versus gandhi for which we sort of toured uh, the west also we went to uh, america and to england and to europe and did various shows abroad for the first time which was another experience altogether and uh, that was i think these two productions were the first ones in which i was sort of employed as an actor as an actual actor not just as a, a sort of just as there to help out or just part of the crowd or what not but this one was an actual thing where uh, in in androcles and the lion i was playing not a not a very sort of significant kind of role but a role nonetheless you know and and same thing with uh, with uh, mahatma versus gandhi i knew that uh, this is not kiddy time this is adult time you know uh, vivan the way you are talking the pauses that you are taking your humor <laughs> the way you are sprinkling your conversations you are your father's son i'm reminded of nasiruddin shah all the time so uh, you know it's not easy to be nasiruddin shah's son because we critics know that however much we love him yes. to uh, get him uh, or to get uh, um, even an interaction with him is not that simple and if you are going to be assisting him backstage or if you're working on motley group yes. as a paid actor yeah. uh, what are the anxieties you went through or was it uh, was praise also coming your way <laughs> you know the first in fact much later on i think after i became a professional actor and i started uh, sort of learning more about the craft of acting and the art of acting that's when my involvement with him really blossomed in the theater and uh, when it really crystallized because as a kid there's not much uh, there's not much serious work that you're probably doing right there's not not too many instructions that are to be given to you very few but as a, as an as an older as an adult that's when one could really say that i collaborated with him on an artistic level on the various productions that we've done over the years be it bade bhai sab katha collage which is the play of premchand stories that we did or uh, if it's riding madly which is a production that the entire family all five of us did together in 2016 which are which are based on the works of stephen leacock or you know the various things that i've done over the years with him whether it's even in a backstage capacity uh, or as an actor those have really been fascinating experiences and those have not only guided me as an actor but also as a writer because one interesting practice of my fathers is to take pre-existing works of prose and dramatize them as opposed to taking a full-fledged play with characters and dramatizing them uh, because i think uh, probably from a practical uh, standpoint we at motley tend to look for plays and look for material that is feasible and doable not magnum opus mammoth type productions which 
you know, most of Shakespeare's plays don't have a cast list of less than 20 people. So it's difficult to do Shakespeare. It's difficult to do a lot of the, the, the classic, uh, the plays because of the sheer logistical requirement of them. So an interesting exercise that my dad started doing, I think towards the late 90s and from then on, is that he started to take pre-existing works of prose, be it the works of Premchand, of Chuktai, Manto, Harishankar Parsai, Krishan Chandar, or even later Stephen Leacock, and he started to dramatize them. So what my dad was doing essentially was a form of writing. You know, you could call it adapting, but I would go one step further and say, no, what he was doing was writing. He was literally taking pre-existing works of prose and dramatizing that prose into a dramatic form and making it interesting and exciting and dramatic for a theater audience. And that is literally what practically changed my life in my early 20s and made me approach the medium of prose. Uh, first as an adapter for the stage and then also as a novelist and a, and a writer. So it really, you know, working with him as an actor and as a writer has been uh, extremely informative and illuminating in so many ways, in so many ways. But this is a very specific and interesting thing that I learned from him of how to, of the difference between the dramatic form, the dramatic discipline and the prose form and the prose medium and how to sort of blend the two and, and uh, create an interesting hybrid. So in my opinion, two two operative influences were working on you at this impressionable age. Yes. One was uh, uh, you were blossoming as a writer, uh, unaware of it. Yes. As an apprentice to him and observing yes. him, uh, Nasiruddin yes. Shah, your father. And the second is that I know very few boys of your generation, even if they come from uh, the kind of um, family you do, uh, who can speak Hindi or Urdu as fluently. You know, you yes. are a master of two languages, exactly like your parents, both Ratna and uh, Naseer. Yes. You yes. are well-versed in Urdu because what was your training at home? What were, your, what were the few things that were always told to you that you have to do it? whether in uh, uh, academics or as a discipline of an actor? Yes. So they were also pretty rigorous with my academics. And I was too, I think, later on uh, in boarding school in particular, where it was more of an academic environment. But it's a very interesting point that you made about uh, Urdu and Hindi. Both both sort of... Uh, and in fact, the, the interesting thing is that there's, there's literally two kind of... Uh, uh, linguistic milieus that that uh, that probably come through in that when we do plays by, for instance, Premchand, who also wrote in uh, a slightly Urdu-fied register, but was primarily associated with a slightly Eastern UP, the the Allahabad kind of school of uh, the Shuddh Hindi, or, or even Parsai for that matter. Or then on the other hand, you have Ismat and, uh, and Fez and Mantu who wrote in a pure Urdu register. So these two fascinating, two literally hemispheres of the linguistic uh, consciousness of our of, of UP and of, of, of certain parts of India are, are very interesting, you know, and I, there's something that have been fascinating to my parents and to my family and to me for a long time is to how to try, try to understand both those two linguistic uh, worlds and milieus and cultures and try to, and, and, and try to authentically sort of, if one has to do a character which is set in either of those uh, geographical zones, regional linguistic zones, how to, uh, how to sort of, create something authentic with that and also how to say those uh, say speak that language in an evocative and interesting manner i think that's always been an, and it, that applies not just to work on the stage but also in film because in film oftentimes when if one has to do a character which is set in a specific 
linguistic kind of region uh you and if it's in up but in particular which is such a colorful linguistic region and is literally you can say that is divided along like west up is the more of the urdu belt and east up is more of the the hindi belt so i've always found both those two worlds very fascinating and and from a linguistic point of view and from a sort of acting point of view is is uh, to study both those two both the the, the hindi slightly shuddh hindi register and the urdu register and and you know in fact for the first film that i ever did i had to speak a sort of urdu uh, uh, voice over and for that uh, the director and my father really really helped me out a lot in fact one important point that my dad keeps making about uh, urdu diction is that you know he says one thing is that a lot of people get the nuktas wrong and in especially in hindi films and in general people tend to have misconceptions about nuktas like for instance they'll say the, they'll pronounce the word khana with a nukta they'll say khana <laughs> so oftentimes <laughs> this is a classic mistake that a lot of young actors in particular make is that they misapply the nuktas and and so it, the science of that of certain things like that you know he's really taught me in in such a thorough way and in such a way that i can apply to my uh, not just to theater work but also to film work so it's a, it's a real blessing yeah. it's a real is he patient with you or does he lose it Oh no, he's patient. I think he's patient with everyone, and he also loses it with everyone the same way a coach <laughs> would lose it at at their team. You know, when they're not playing up to their at at the at the top of their abilities, and 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 so in in that sense, he he does he does lose it. He does. Uh, he he he's from this like. Slightly old school of you know guys like Dubey Ji and all who were tempers ran slightly high, but it really it's it's like a coach getting upset at once at at the coach's players you know literally it's it's like that, and uh, in fact it motivates you to to sort of try harder and to sort of to improve your craft and to deliver your best, and and uh, and and but he's also really patient he's extremely patient it's it's uh, it's it's a meticulous rehearsal uh, process with him. you know he and especially his his acting his the imagination workshop which is something that i have been trying to convince him to write a book about is to put all his acting theories and to distill them into a, a sort of textbook or a document which can be which which people can refer to acting students for posterity can refer to that you know i have been doing really to think, to do that i think you have to do that because you've done how yes. many books now two books yes yes no, no i'm saying he should do that he should write and i i love to Yeah, he will not do it. You, you're right. He is not right. going to do it. You have to do that book. You're right. For I should spearhead this. I should spearhead this. Definitely, definitely. Because, Because it will be a big loss to us if we don't get that book from him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like the same way Grotowski, Stanislavski, or uh, Lee Strasberg or Stalin wrote their sort of acting theorems. into a, a sort of cognizable document which people could refer to for the ages that is i really feel that he should do something like that because his acting workshop you know so many people so many friends of mine young actors they keep asking me when is your dad doing the workshop next and i say that you know there's only so many people he can fit into the workshop yeah like so that's that's a, that's another thing so everybody that has has worked with him has just learned so much from him that i so i really fun. feel Yes, yes. You have learned so much from him, and when you're talking yes. to me about Manto and Premchand and uh, West UP and East UP, <laughs> I want to know that when you were having this conversation on the sets of Happy New Year with yeah. Shahrukh Khan and Abhishek Bachchan, <laughs> did they understand or were they not? Oh yes, oh yeah, oh yes. And in fact, they they are also, I would say, very uh, artistically inclined people. You know, people with with really vibrant. intellects and vibrant curiosities 
and and an interesting artistic personality and temperament of their own uh, uh, i feel that you know especially someone like farah khan has has managed to make uh, the the sort of bollywood uh, genre the bollywood sort of blockbuster or musical itself into an into a sort of art form in a sense so i think that what they are doing as well they hope they approach it artistically uh, they also approach it of course from a slightly business uh, point of view because it is such a large endeavor it's such an industrial endeavor but there is an artistry and a craftsmanship to what they do and i think that was definitely a sort of uh, uh, a common ground that everybody shares in this profession you know i i really feel that everybody who who, who works in in the film industry essentially comes from an artistic place and is hopefully there for those reasons and and not reasons of of opportunism or of fame or any of those more superficial concerns that tend to plague and affect the film industry i think at the end of the day usually most of the time people are there to create interesting work together and and to sort of uh, to commune with each other artistically i think that's always been the attempt and i've been very fortunate that in my experience in all the various projects that i did uh, i i i got to work with such uh, kinds of like minded people you know kindred spirits kindred spirits really my god vivan you are so much your father's son and so like minded <laughs> because in one of my old interviews nasiruddin yes. shah said that unless something is burning out inside you something yeah. that's really burning you cannot become an actor so you yes. have to have artistic leanings and that is yes. the primary step for uh, an icon you know uh, now we are running short of time but i still would like you to elaborate on your writing skills uh, what is the discipline you follow what all have you written and finally how did you do the two published books yes okay so this is the second novel of mine which is called midnight freeway the first one came out in 2019 called living hell that was a slight a detective sort of sleuth novel this one on the other hand is a uh, is 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 an homage to the hard boiled pulp paperbacks of the 50s and 60s whether it's raymond chandler or dashiell hammett in the west or in india surendra mohan patak and ved prakash who are real heroes of mine i mean surendra mohan patak would write uh, novels with titles like पैसठ लाख की डकैती एंड सो लाइक आई आई रियली हैव ग्रोन अप सॉर्ट ऑफ रीडिंग दोज काइंड ऑफ जॉनर नॉवल्स एंड हैव रियली इम्बाइब दम एंड आई एंड देर समथिंग एस्थेटिकली हैव ऑलवेज रियली इंटरेस्टेड एंड ऑलमोस्ट ऑब्सेस्ड मी सो दिस वॉज द फर्स्ट टू नॉवल्स were do belong to the hard boiled pulp crime genre which is uh, which is something that's uh, an area of real uh, sort of interest and fascination for me uh, and 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 i've also written a couple of short stories two of them which came out one came out in the hindu and the other one uh, came out in the hd brunch a couple of years ago both of those were those were slightly you could probably call them horror edgar allan poe kind of short stories but that is pretty much the aesthetic place that i'm coming from is is uh, my favorite writer of all time was edgar allan poe he is the one who really got me into prose and made me understand the sort of cadences and nuances of of syntax of composition of rhythm of all these things and 
so uh, a lot of my works actually are uh, homages to edgar allan poe unconsciously and consciously also but these two novels in particular belong to the tradition of hard boiled pulp paperbacks the kind of books that used to be sold at the railway station that people used to read on the way to work you know that you could fold them up and put them into your back pocket and you know also the kind of disreputable literature that people probably didn't want to be caught reading <laughs> that's another thing is <laughs> like that's where the term pulp the etymology of the term pulp comes from there is because the paper that they used to use was very low quality paper it wasn't considered high literature of that in that sense but but so both these books are homages to that tradition of of literature of hard boiled pulp uh, paperback crime fiction and uh, how has been the reactions is it out the second one this yes the the second one is out and uh, has has gotten pretty good reviews on both goodreads and on amazon the people that have read it seem to have really liked it and, and i'm really glad that that's the case i'm really glad that uh, people are liking it and, and enjoying it it's it's a, it's a funny book and it's also hard boiled and uh, and has got all the, the sort of classic elements that that you would want in a, in a sort of hard boiled work of pulp crime fiction and have the parents read it yeah, my dad has read it my dad has read both the books and uh, my mom has read my short stories they really like it and they 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 always they've always encouraged every artistic activity of mine since i was a kid i used to draw comic books as a kid obsessively and it's something that my parents always always encouraged me and now as an adult i'm realizing more and more that uh, uh, one needs to like the great thing babna ji for me what is most liberating about the medium of prose is that all you need is a pen and a piece of paper unlike the, the medium of the theater or the cinema where the art form the canvas itself consists of of so many things of so many external forces i mean you know literally uh, uh, but the great thing about prose is that all you need is a pen and a piece of paper it's something that is not it's an art form and a medium that is not resource centric it's not you don't need to take, in other words you don't need to take up anybody's time or money in order to create the work so i find that very liberating i find that, that that's something where you can generate one's own work and hopefully livelihood also later on but I, I, uh, but really it's it's something that you know i guess you could say that the 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 vocation and avocation you know what you do as your sort of income 9 to 5 bread and butter job and what you do in your spare time and and i think corona has taught us over the last uh, two years that what we do in our spare time it really determines so much doesn't it it's it's such an important aspect of life absolutely so uh, in the future do we see vivan as uh, more as an author as uh, on stage in movies or everything 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 i think all three disciplines complement each other beautifully as i said in fact like uh, just doing the plays with my father and also a play which i directed of edgar allan poe short stories and reciting prose on stage in my early 20s literally mm-hmm. was my ma i did a ba but that was basically my ma in 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 english literature and that was when i really understood the sort of craft and uh, the technique of prose and that's when i literally studied the medium and was able to understand it thoroughly and able to put it into practice so in 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 a funny way my acting on stage really informed my my writing of prose and literature so i have the stage to thank for that as well for my novels as well and we have to thank you for being so young and so <laughs> full of life and wanting to do so many things and speaking to us and you know you remind me of vintage nasiruddin shah and we have fallen in love with him all over again i thank you so much babna ji it was so wonderful talking to you and it was lo- really so really lovely. lovely to be on your show thank lovely. you so much for all my me. blessings all my blessings thank to you, you so and much, you blossom forever 
Okay. Thank you Lots so much. Of Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Rangmanch on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, Jio Seven, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.